Hello, everyone. This is Sam Stecker, Superintendent of East Butler Public Schools, bringing you another episode of the NCSA podcast. The NCSA is the Nebraska Council of School Administrators. It is your premier organization to increase your professional acumen and educational leadership in our great state of Nebraska. Today, I'm joined by a guy named Mike. Good to be here. Good to have you here. I'll let you start off and introduce yourself. Yes, I'm Mike Lucas. I'm in my eighth year as superintendent in York, Nebraska. Prior to that, I was superintendent, high school principal, cheer sponsor, JV basketball coach, and all that stuff in Franklin, Nebraska. And I began my career in Nebraska as a K-6 principal in West Point um, from 2000 to 2003. So I'm excited to be here with Sam today. And uh, I'll throw this out there that you do have a distinction, Mike, in that I will ask people, hey, give me a name. Who should I reach out to? Who's going to be good on an episode? And you were one of the very first people that I started to get name drops on on Twitter. And then our last episode that we did with KSAB, KSB Law Firm, we were asking, I was asked, hey, who's good people to follow? And your name came up right away. And I said, Bobby, here's the deal. You just totally plugged our next episode before it's even recorded. So well, that's glad good. we could finally get you yeah, in here. I, this a is lot, good. Yeah, a lot of people know I have a face made for radio or podcast. <laughs> so that works out pretty good. That makes two of us, man. <laughs> uh, first question I always like to ask people, just to get the ball rolling, kind of our tradition on the podcast. Tell me about your favorite teacher you've ever had. Yeah, uh, first one that pops into mind is Mrs. Rowan. She was a fourth grade teacher. I grew up in Ocala, Florida. And uh, Mrs. Rowan was just uh, everything, when you think of an elementary teacher, super positive. Uh, we sang zippity doo every morning <laughs> after the Pledge of Allegiance. And uh, she really uh, helped me a lot with math and spent a lot of extra time with me. I wasn't a great reader, and Mrs. Rowan really worked hard. So she's somebody that I think about often, and she was that grandmotherly type figure that uh, just went above and beyond, and, and um, she's what you want all your teachers to be, you know, went right above on. and beyond and really made made students feel great about being in her classroom. Right on, man. Uh, one of the reasons why we're excited to have you on the podcast is you have done a great job for advocating for the education of Joe Citizen when it comes to the school financing and funding situation formula uh, whatever you want to call it, because it is a, a complicated scenario, and depending on where you live and what your background is and how you earn your paycheck, feelings can be very different about it. Sure. But what it all comes down to is we're trying to provide a service for our kids. And you've done some great writing and, like I said, some great advocacy trying to make people aware, hey, this is how it really works, and this is how it works in our state, and I think you've done a great job for York in saying, Look at the numbers for our district and how responsible we've been. Um, so I guess my next question for you is, when it comes to that Joe Citizen, what is something that you wish the average guy who's not in education just knows he has to pay his taxes, what do you wish that they could understand and what do you most want to get across to everybody about school funding and finance? Yeah, I appreciate that, Sam. I, I think the number one thing that people have to understand is that school spending is not the culprit for high property taxes. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not school spending. It's the way schools are funded in Nebraska. And unfortunately, we have a lot of elected officials that want you to believe that it's school spending that's the mm -hmm. issue. Um, you know, Nebraska ranks 49th in the nation for the percentage of its state budget that's allocated to K-12 education. And so as a result, there's a direct correlation 
where we rank second in the nation for over-reliance on local property taxes. That's a good point. You know, a so, um, couple other facts and figures for you. 1998-99, right at 32% of the state's budget was spent on K-12 education. Today, that percentage has plummeted to 27.4%. Wow. That's a big drop. If K-12 aid made up the same percentage of the budget today as it did back in 99, we'd have over $187 million more in Teosa. Wow. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, today, there's $979 million in Teosa for sixteen seventeen. That's a quote-unquote whopping $6 million increase over last year. Mm-hmm. That's a .006% <laughs> increase in state aid over last year. Um, so that it, it's a funding issue, not a spending issue. A couple of things that we've tried, and we had some special meetings back in August with some farmers, mm-hmm. with hand, handwritten invitations and, and phone call invitations be, to make sure they understood um, some numbers from York and to mm-hmm. make sure they understood how the state process works. And here, here's a couple of things that really uh, jumped out at me. In... Fifteen sixteen, we spent twenty three thousand dollars less than mm-hmm. we spent the year before, and over the last eight years, our average annual spending increase has only been one point five percent. And and a lot of that spending, as you know, we've we've worked to ex- extend the school day, extend the school year, so we have grant funded mm-hmm. programs, or we wouldn't have increased our spending hardly at all. But one thing that I think the smoking gun, Sam, that talks about this is that our total revenue in fifteen sixteen was $80,000 less than the year before. Yeah. But our property taxes went up a million dollars. <laughs> I mean, that that's exhibit yeah. A. That's case closed right mm-hmm. there. Um, you, you know, so when you have a million more prop, uh, dollars property taxes coming in, but your total revenue is less than it was the year before, and you spend less than you did the year before, it's clearly a funding problem, not a spending problem. Now, that makes complete sense to me, and I like how you talked about we invited some farmers in. Mm-hmm. You know, up here in Butler County, uh, where I'm from, as we were going through our budget process, I had some of my local farmers pop in a board meeting. I had... Uh, my compatriot, Chad Danker, up at David City had the same story, had even a few more. And I think that's one of the things that administrators need to welcome. You know, you'll hear people say sometimes, well, nobody showed up to my budget hearing. Well, gosh, it's kind of nice if they do. Right. And it's even nicer if they do ahead of time and on that invitation. And, you know, I know Chad invited some in, yeah. uh, just like you talked about. I invited some in as well and said, I'll be glad to sit down and go through it with you. And... Uh, you know, talking just a little more about Chad, he met with some farmers, I know, and went through the whole budget. And then they said, well, well, gosh, Mr. Danker, I don't know where else you'd cut. Right. So, so much of it is just reaching out to those people, building those relationships and keeping them informed. It is. It is. And we actually have, we have a special uh, program on November 7th that you and your school board, mm-hmm. anybody's invited to, we're going to be sending out more info, but Open Sky Policy Institute's going to come to the Holthus Convention Center here in York mm-hmm. on Monday, November 7th, and we're going to have a taxpayer symposium at 9 a.m. That's a great idea. It's expected to last an hour and a half to two hours, and we're trying to get the word out to superintendents and school boards to come and listen to some historical data and some ideas from Open Sky Policy Institute 
as we move forward. And I'll tell you what's been cool about the farmer meetings is um, all of them, when they've left, they understand the issues that schools are dealing with. They understand that uh, they're not always getting the entire story from elected officials on how uh, property tax mm -hmm. works as part of the revenue stream. So that, that's been important. We had to get the word out, too, that this 16-17 fiscal year, <laughs> we're down to 220000 in state aid. We mm -hmm. were at $3.7 million a couple years ago. Yes. And so we're up against the levy. And so we had to increase our property tax request by $300,000. That's the max we could get out of a 1.59 valuation mm -hmm. increase. And state aid went down. So we're going to increase property taxes by 300000 and still bring in probably 600000 less mm -hmm. than last year. So um, it's, it's tough times, and we have to do a good job of visiting with folks about that. Absolutely. You know, a lot of these issues are pretty apparent, and we hear about them frequently. I'm, I'm going to ask you to look in your crystal ball a little bit and say, as we move forward as leaders in education in this state, when it comes to funding, finance, taxes, making sure we're providing the, the service that our students deserve, what do you see as the biggest challenge down the road? I think the biggest challenge, Sam, right now, just to be um, – awkwardly truthful is trust there are other organizations out there that are seeming to do everything in their power to paint nebraska public education in a negative light um, despite the amazing graduation rate mm -hmm. we have our average act scores and other national leading measures um, schools have been criticized for putting in geothermal well fields as a way to conserve energy and dilute annual fixed costs I know superintendents have been chastised on social media and in secret meetings around the state. Um, I know of board members that have been thrown under the bus and degraded at hearings. So mm -hmm. it's a very sad time, and, and we've got to build up trust so that we can uh, do what's right for Nebraska as a state. I, I love that you identified trust. because We can't move forward without that trust. And I think everybody knows we're all in this for those students mm -hmm. and that's from the teachers to the board members to our elected officials to fellows like you and me so I guess my next question would be for you if a piece of advice for fellows like you and me sitting mm -hmm. out there behind that superintendent desk walking out in those hallways uh, what actionable steps what would you recommend to take to remedy that situation, help foster that trust? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think uh, I think school leaders have to be brave enough to stand up for what is right, Sam. I think we have to be courageous enough to inform our patrons, like we were talking about, about what's really going on. We have to be passionate enough to promote all the good things that are going on in our schools. Certainly Nebraska Loves Public Schools is helping with that. We have to be strong enough to acknowledge um, that we all have areas that we need to improve mm -hmm. in. You know, when we when we say um, we don't want charter schools or, or, or we don't want this or that, that's not saying that we think we're perfect. Mm -hmm. every, every school district in the state needs to improve, and we have to have leaders that are, that are strong enough and uh, humble enough to acknowledge that and work towards that. Um, we've got to be committed enough to embrace more accountability 
and have school leaders that just have a, you know, whatever it takes mentality because mm-hmm. um, we're not only serving our, our school districts, but, you know, we do serve our communities. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't care if you're in, um, you know, Malcolm, uh, uh, Brainerd, Franklin, Alma, wherever you are, um, the school is a big part of the community. Absolutely. Um, I don't think we can sit by, I, you know, all school leaders, we're super busy, man. Mm-hmm. And we've got a million things going on. But I don't think we can sit by and wait for others to take the bull by the horns. Um, I truly feel like we're under attack, whether we choose to believe that or not. I think we've got to do a better job of involving our board members in contacting state senators and attending various hearings. Um, we need to get more involved legislatively. And, and I think the biggest challenge for K-12 leaders is that we have got to all rally together. Mm-hmm. You know, from Omaha Public Schools to Arthur County, um, too often, if you look back in the history of K-12 in Nebraska, educational community has been divided. Mm-hmm. You know, large versus small, urban versus rural. Mm-hmm. And we have to come up with some some measures that everybody can buy into. Right now, there are some things going on behind the scenes that are going to look at prioritizing across the state, improved and expanded birth to five programming, school to career initiatives. I would hope those are things that everybody could agree on and work towards as K-12 school leaders. So it's going to take a lot of action and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, mental toughness, really, to move forward and help our state grow and prosper. And I think one of the things that's really important for us to remember, because I don't remember in superintendent school a class about how do you talk to your farmers when they're concerned about the tax levy. I don't remember a class in superintendent school said, when you contact your rep at the Unicam, this right. is how it's going to go. Right. But I think what we need to remember is we're taking care of people. And right. everyone sitting, everybody sitting in those desks, that's a person. Yeah. And those guys out there in the combine cabs, they're people too. Yeah. And despite how some people perceive our elected officials, they're people too. Yep. You bet. And they want that trust. And if we can reach out there to them, and I th- really think with that trust, we're talking about fostering some empathy. Yeah. People have to understand our situation, and it, it behooves us as leaders as well to make sure we understand the perspective from that cab of that cam- combine. You bet. And we understand that perspective of somebody who's been elected and has multiple members of his constituency that he has to answer to and have answers about. And if we talk to those people... We can give them the information. Yep. They can have those kind of answers. We can get that empathy, and we can all get on the same page. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. You know, our, our business is really about relationships. Absolutely. You know? In real estate, everybody talks about location, and in, and in leadership, it's all about relationships. And nobody cares about how much you or I know about math curriculum mm-hmm. or anything else until they know that we care about them as people. Mm-hmm. And that goes to students, staff, parents, patrons, business owners, whatever. And yeah, that's that's kind of goes back to we just have to, as school leaders, be willing to put ourselves out there um, and and take the message to our folks. Don't expect them to come to us for mm-hmm. that message. So that that's a great point, Sam. Right on, Mike. Last question I have for you. I always like to close the podcast with asking. And I really, I do this selfishly because I'm just trying to find more cool people to hang out with. (laughs) 
who is somebody that everybody in the state of Nebraska ought to be following and giving an ear to? I tell you, uh, oh, there's so many great people. Um, it's so it's so awesome to be a school leader, and, and this is great because this is my this is my 14th year as a soup, my 17th year in Nebraska as a school administrator, and so I've really got to know a lot of people. And uh, Holly Herzberg over in Hampton. Yeah, just a, I'll, I'll see Holly this afternoon at our CRC meeting. Holly, Holly does a phenomenal job. Hampton, you know, if you follow Holly and and the Hampton Hawks hashtag, mm-hmm. that that's you know that's that's a great little school district. Um, Jim Sutphin at Millard, you mm-hmm. know, is a great. So you go from small school Hampton to to Millard. Um, Jim Sutphin does a great job. Has a lot of energy and enthusiasm. And every time I get to be around Jim or Holly, we talk a lot about um, um, school and leadership. Mm-hmm. And I'm all I always leave interactions with Holly or Jim with uh, with a renewed. Uh, enthusiasm for 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 being a school leader. So Holly and Jim would be two, both both tremendous people. Um, there's just so many to choose from. Bill Hyman, Waverly. Mm-hmm. I love their their Twitter hashtag, the yeah. Bike Life. They do a lot of good things down there in Waverly. Uh, I could go on and on, man. I'd make you late for your CRC <laughs> meeting. It's a good problem to th- have. Th- th- those are three that I just have a, a tremendous respect for. I guess I'll throw another one out there. Vern Fisher, South Sioux City, Mike mm-hmm. Tehan, Gothenburg. Um, those are great, great people to follow, and uh, I learn from them every time I'm around them. That's it's a great problem to have, yeah. to have a hard time picking who's the one. You That's, bet. And every, twice I've had the opportunity to uh, speak to Dr. McKeel, Superintendent Academy, and one of the things I really try to emphasize is I've never been in a position in education where I felt more supported by my peers. Yeah. Superintendents want to see other soups succeed. Yeah, Educational yeah. administration, those people will help you out and they'll have you back for life. And if you give them a call, they'll give you an answer and they'll give you three more people that they think might have a better answer. <laughs> yeah. So that that's good stuff. You bet. you bet. Well, Mike, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, the only other thing I'll throw out there is, uh, as always, uh, don't be afraid to get a hold of me or Dr. Mike Delaney. Always looking for more great stories of success and good perspective to share with our NCSA listeners. Until next time, make sure you download everything on iTunes, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.